The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of Eat Sleep List, your home for list making right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts, and alongside me, my wonderful, fabulous co-host, very honored and happy to have him, uh, Mr. Dan Torres. Dan, Hello, guys. Happy. How are you? you? I'm good, man. You hype me up way too much always, but I feel like we have the same problem every time we host. But uh, yeah, it's it's been a it's been a crazy week. I feel like I had uh, last week and this week. I feel like I've had a lot going on when really it's just a clear week. But like I feel consumed, you know, like that kind of a thing. Um, so we're working through it, but it's, it's, it's always good to see you and always good to be on this, man. Absolutely do. We have a lot of fun. We do get a, uh, we do have a lot of fun on the show. Always. We just had a wonderful episode with your dad last week talking yeah, about man. car chases. Oh man. I listened back to that a couple times. I enjoyed it that much. That was a great episode. And you know what? Listening back, we could not have had a better person to come on for that. The The fact that he was identifying the cars, the specific um, stunt drivers, everything. My, my dad is such an old school fan of that, that he, he put was me to the, shame. I loved yeah, it. I, same. I was like, how do I follow that up? I was just like, Oh, this is cool. I like this chase because of that. But, um, he he knew the specific details, so that was that was a fun list. He even said it was fun listening back to it. So oh, good. Um, no, I I love your dad. He's he's a great person. I love see every time I get to see him. And uh, no, that was a great. That was that was so much fun. I'm glad we pulled that one off. Yeah, man, it was a good time. <laughs> so today, I actually let Dan have idea because when we do these one on one episodes, me and Dan like to alternate uh, who gets to pick topic. And uh, he picked a pretty fun one today. Dan, you want to go ahead and explain what we got going on? Yeah, man. So I thought today it would be fun to go down the nostalgia path and talk about certain things we miss from our childhood. I think we did a lot of toys specifically between the two of us, but I also included certain items that are now more dated, like even though they're kind of modern technologies you can't find them necessarily anymore so a lot of stuff that uh kind of molded me you know like the toys who kind of shaped who i am the stuff we really really wish we could bring back no absolutely do this is always a fun one to look back i love looking back at the good times actually uh we'll have to figure it out but i did want to uh do this in a different form or fashion for another episode this season maybe without possessions but Mm -hmm. um with life experiences, like favorite memories, feelings, uh, you know, just that sort of mentality stuff from our childhood that we kind of miss. And I think it'd be a fun one uh, to, to really like look inside ourselves. I mean, I'm on this big healing kick right now, this spiritual healing kick mm-hmm. uh, person. I think it'd be really, really cool to perhaps do that um, before we close up season four. So we'll have to chat about that. that. I, okay, good. That's all I needed to hear. So yeah, um, we are good to go then. But Let's uh, do it. 
let's let's do this thing. I'm excited, Dan. Why don't you kick us off, bud? Your uh, your number ten possession that you wish that you still had. So my number ten is a little bit of a cheat, but you'll understand why I included it on this list. So for my number 10, uh, I think it's clear at this point that I'm a pretty big comic collector and that I love uh, certain things that are superhero related. And I think a lot of people expected um, something like that to be more towards number one, but it's actually more towards the bottom of this list. I do have something more towards the top, but it's very specific, um, okay. and, but not number one. But this one is something I still have but wish it was in better condition. Mm. This I'm talking about my copy of Batman Beyond number one. <gasps> so as a kid, I absolutely, as a lot of people who grew up in the 90s and early 2000s, I loved uh, the series Batman Beyond. For those who aren't familiar with it, it's a different take on Batman. It's a futuristic version where Bruce Wayne is old and um, a ward kind of just falls into his lap and he trains a new Batman named Terry McGinnis. This show was so cool. If you're a superhero fan, look it up and watch a few episodes because it's really worth checking out. It's on HBO but, Max, but I just started rewatching yes, it not it too is. long ago. Yeah. Oh, Great man, show. it's so good. So um, late 90s. It's so late 90s, early 2000s. I love uh, every bit of it. <laughs> it's it's just great. It's, you know, it's future Gotham, which I think was such a cool concept. Um, but my dad and I, we were speaking about him a little bit earlier. We used to go to this place called Haley's Comics on Oliver Street. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's still around, but uh, we went the one day and picked up the first. We picked up issue six and then went back and got the first five. So I had for a while, I had like the complete volume one of um, Batman Beyond. And I still have most of those comic books, but because me and my brothers just went through them and fell asleep with them and did different <laughs> things, doing what kids do with them. They got damaged. And I recently looked up the value of them in condition one and it made me cry. Uh, <laughs> like, quite on it was, it's hard. It was like, oof, you know, so many, so much debt I could erase. Uh, but I, uh, I still I look at it and it still gives me the same feeling. But I just look at some of those and I'm like, I wish I could have kept you in just a little bit better condition. And out of all of them, I think Batman Beyond one tops every single issue I have. That's that's really cool. Yeah, man, that show was spectacular. I it was I, it I was do great. remember I, I remember that when that show dropped, I wasn't ready because we had Batman, the animated series and there was the adventures of Batman and Robin. And then those got phased out and made way for Batman Beyond. It was the, like the the only real, you know, Batman cartoon they were getting at the time. I'm like this is cool stuff. Like mm-hmm. he has a like the foot rocket things and stuff. Like this is I, this is really neat. Yeah, um, it's great. And uh, I had I think I had the toy. I think I'm pretty sure I almost had positive. I had the toy. I had pretty much every single Batman Beyond action figure you could imagine as like as you would expect from me. Um, But for those people who are interested, like if you are a Batman Beyond fan and want to continue their volume right now is called Neo Year and it's spectacular. So the spoiler alert, Bruce Wayne has passed away. Um, And now Terry's learning to fend on his own. And the series is becoming so cool because now he's learning to become batman without bruce mm. and and it's it's cool watching terry like come into himself almost that is interesting yeah 
Very good. I know we're actually, uh, I'm, I'm just confirming it with Tice, but for next week's episode, probably next week's episode, we're doing comic book covers and that just hearing that makes me excited to do that episode. Yeah. I can't wait because I, for some of those, I'm actually going to bring in the examples to show you guys why. Oh, good. Too. Yeah. Good. Uh, I am pumped for that. All right. That is a solid number 10, my dude. Very Thanks, specific. Dude. I have a couple that are pretty um, broad. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, I'm going to thoroughly explain it, um, but that, I like that. That was pretty specific. All right. So this is, we'll put my number 10. We'll get my sports one out of the way. Um, all right. So my very first sports jersey that I was ever given, I've not the first one, two that I ever, not the first one that I ever bought, but the first one that I was ever given, um, it was 2002 and Drew Bledsoe was with the Buffalo Bills <laughs> and I'll never forget getting it for Christmas and uh, it was those, they weren't the best Bills jerseys. They were those really dark blue ones from the early 2000s. They were kind of yucky. Mm. Um, they weren't very Buffalo-y, but, um, but I, I adored this thing. I absolutely adored this thing. And while there's no way in hell it would fit me to this day, uh, you obviously are in a room filled with jerseys hanging up across half the room. Mm-hmm. I would love to be able to put that thing on display. Um, once I grew out of it, my dad started wearing it to work and it's just like all the rubber stuff, like the rubber lettering just, just peeled off and it was just toast. Um, but I, I did find one at a store, uh, in at the Eastern Hills mall a couple months, uh, probably last year or so. And I didn't have enough money for it. It was like 50 bucks to pull the trigger. I didn't have it. And then when I finally got the money for it, I came back and it was gone. So, um, but it's, it's one of those ones that it's like, okay, if I see it now, I'm going to pull the trigger and just get it. I'm just going to go ahead and get it, hang it up on the wall. doesn't matter what size it is. Cause it's one of those things. I love Drew Bledsoe's a, a, you know, a favorite player of mine. And when I remember the excitement when he came here to Buffalo, I still watch the news conference every now and then, but, um, but that would be my number 10 is the Drew Bledsoe Bills Jersey. Um, first Jersey I was ever gifted. So I'm pretty proud of it. Pretty proud. Yeah. That's a great pick. And Bledsoe was an awesome quarterback, honestly. That's so a good. that's a great first gift to honestly have as far as jerseys go. So then what was the first jersey you ended up buying? Do you remember it was, that? It was the Peyton Manning one. If you look to your, le- to your it right, was. it's the one that's right by the door on your right. Uh, I got that's you. the very first one. That was ah, that's awesome. 2000. Uh, I think that was 2003. I, that one. And then that Ladanian Tomlinson one. It's back in the corner. By the closet, it's that bright baby blue. Yeah, I see it. That was the other one. My brother kept it in uh, very good condition, but those were the first two jerseys I ever purchased. Wow, that's awesome. So I actually have I have a similar but um, separate story. So two of my friend from grade school, two of my friends, uh, the one year for my friend Jim at Jimmy's birthday, my friend Mikey gifted him a Tom Brady jersey. Now we're, you know, diehard bills fans so it was a total joke so he re- included the receipt so that he could get another jersey right so he opens it at the birthday parties like the look on his face is like i can't believe you got me this like this, this is this is a cardinal sin matt his mom wouldn't let him return the jersey because he got it as a birthday gift and she was like you are not getting rid of this he got you this is a gift you are not allowed. Oh and it God. sits in his closet to this day. To this day, I think he still has it with him. That is really, really cool. That's a fu- I love that story. 
<laughs> good for good for the mob for making him keep that because if he just uh, trades it out, it's like not as special. Yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, oh my god, oh, that, that's <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hey, this is back when I was like, you know, I was kind of like, yeah, Colts are my team, but I, you know, I still support the Bills a lot too. Um, yeah, back then it was a little bit more acceptable, like two different teams. So I, I mean, I, I, I did. I love the Bills back then, and yeah, here yeah. we are. If one's got to go, one's got to go. I understand. Go. <laughs> I still, I still want to see them do good occasionally when it's not at the expense of my Colts. But yep, okay. but there yeah. it is, my number it's ten. High. Yeah, that's how I feel about the Dodgers and the Yankees, but we move on. (laughs) Um, So my number nine, so this is my first like game related one of sorts. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of what age I was exactly when I was gifted this. I think I was 11 or 12. So it must have been like 2005 ish. Okay. There used to be a game like a, board game of sorts called bullseye ball do you remember this it sounds familiar so it was i think you had nine or so small little metal balls and it was a stand almost like a uh, a ski ball board but instead of that you bounced them off of the trampoline into like the targets that were associated with like yeah, you know, like the same way you would play skee ball, where you roll the ball up the thing, and then yeah. it goes into the different like point value systems. Yeah, so you bounced and you scored kind of in that way. It was so much. So I got, I saw a commercial for it on t on TV, of course, because that's how you learn everything when you're a kid. And I was gifted it for Christmas one year. It was the funnest. Thing. I got so much use out of bullseye ball when I played it back in the day. Like me and my dad would compete over who would get like a higher score and who would have like the high score on the thing overall. It was so like you immediately, once you got precise with it and started learning, oh, if I bounce it this way, if I do it like that, you could get like really, really good at it. It was so fun i that's one um like everybody has like those modern like they get remakes of like mousetrap and uh clue gets remade in every different style possible and stuff like that and they've never remade something like that because people don't really like take advantage of stuff like that anymore it's too outside of the box right people yeah stay in your lane kind of thing that's yeah that's a great one i it was i love the sound of that it was so much, Matt. You gotta like once we're done with this, you gotta like gotta look up a commercial for it or something like that because you would be like, "Oh my god, this looks great!" Bullseye it looks ball. like the funnest thing. Yeah, bullseye ball. Right. It probably, honestly, I'm pretty sure I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw commercials for it while I used to watch Afterburn back in the day. Do you remember that? The old WWE show that Josh Matthews used to host on yep. Saturday mornings because I couldn't stay up for the SmackDown main event. <laughs> like, I was too little for it. They wouldn't let me stay up that late. So I would always catch up on Saturday. That's how I found out what the I hell used happened. To too. When I first got back in wrestling, I didn't know how to find wrestling, but I would sit and watch that one-hour review show, and I was like, this is great. This yeah. is wrestling. And I was like, wait, <sighs> where's the show? How do I find the show? And I eventually found the show. I had to navigate to the TV guide channel. I just throw back for you um, oh and, and find out when it aired, what channel it was. Oh, those were the days. Oh, it was the best. <laughs> that is a fantastic number nine, buddy. Thanks, I, man. I love that. I, I love learning about stuff as we do this too. So <laughs> me too. 
All right. My number nine. Uh, I only had this one for a little bit. I think I got it for my birthday in like 2000, 2001-ish. Um, but I'm sure you remember the show Digimon. Oh, yeah. It was great. It was second to Pokemon, of course, but it was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Um, when the second season dropped, I don't know if it's the second season, but the you know once they were all kind of grew up and, and whatnot, the, it was the second one with uh, like Vmon and all these all these characters, uh, and they dropped a Digivice like toy. It was like uh, it was the equivalent of like a Tamagotchi. Yeah. Right. You can feed it. You can battle with it. You can connect with other Digivices and battle it against other ones. You'd shake it to to make it like it, like move or walk it or it just it was really really it was a really really neat concept. It was a it just a more advanced Tamagotchi. Um, That's awesome. In this in the style of Digimon, like how how cool was that? Uh, especially for that time period, um, you know, t- it's. It was really neat. I just looked it up online before he got in here. I had the green one, which TK had for Pat Patamon. I think it was the, the Digimon's name was $150. Yeah. And they're like, I'm like, oh, well, well, I don't if need it. It must be done. It must be done. <laughs> I know. There's a part of me that's like, ah, oh, but then also I look at all the bills I got to pay. I'm like, ah, oh. same. And then that's I'm like, ah, like, oh, bills are going to be here always. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Dude, I, it's so funny that you said that because I was just going to bring up the fact that TK and Patamon were like always like they were my homie. The, why were those two the best ones? They were I the best ones them, out of I all of them. them. Yeah, because I think when we were growing up watching it, we were close to TK and Patamon's age. Probably. And then I remember I had I used to get these toys. They were a little bit bulkier. They were probably about the size of this microphone right here um mm-hmm. but they used to talk they used to make noises and, and stuff and i remember that i remember seeing those yeah gabumon and agumon and Patamon. and i always also always wanted i never got them but i always wanted to get the ones that actually digivolved you can morph them into their set their champion so level cool yeah oh it was the best but yeah it ah. is great show i'm <laughs> I know they've done like different newer seasons and stuff, but it's never just hit. like It's it used to. not the same. It's not the same. It that doesn't theme hit song like was, it used to ever. That theme song was awesome. <laughs> when it, so good. Oh, so good. So that was one of those things. Yeah, I had it for a little bit. The battery died on it and my parents didn't want to go by because they were those like little those. those uh, was it not D batteries, but those little thin ones, those little thin batteries. That's what they oh, had. Oh, yeah, yeah, the little like baby they ones. They look like yeah, yeah, they look like I don't know. They're about the size of like an Advil tablet or something. Yeah, they're almost like tablet. watch batteries. They yes. look like yeah. And my parents are like yeah, we're not buying a new battery. Too bad. <laughs> I'm like okay, cool. So, but anyways, that's my number nine. See, I just begged my parents until they finally broke and bought me that shit. Like that's no. how I. If it was if it was my sister, younger brother, they would have broke. But I was the oldest, so yeah, that's fair. Nobody gives I'll a let, shit about me. We'll have to do. <laughs> we'll have to have Ben on here and do a top ten things siblings got away with that I didn't episode. Oh, I'd love to do. Maybe I can get my little brother to do that. Oh, one. that'd, that'd be, be fun. fun. That'd be a fun concept to do something. Um. <laughs> um. Okay, so my number eight. This is I uh, had mentioned before that I have one candy pick that yes. is uh, on this list. This is my one, and I think it just got con- discontinued a couple of uh, years ago. So 
when Steve was on here for um, the fictional places that we wish we could go to episode, I actually mentioned these. So we wanted Wonka to exist so bad that there's actually Wonka candies out there. Man, I miss shock tarts so much. Those things oh my God, destroyed yeah. your mouth. But <laughs> I was in love with like, I don't know what they did as far as flavoring, but their flavors were so good. It was almost like they put neon right within the candy. Yeah. Specifically, specifically when they first came out, the Wonka candies, I don't know what's different now, but in the 90s, there was something different that they did with those when they made them because yeah. they, they don't be oh nostalgia this and so no there was something different in that candy because i can remember what things taste like my mom has made meals that taste <laughs> the same way ever since i've been a kid that like until now they've tasted the exact same you can't tell me that this candy like didn't change and i did yeah uh, but those were so I I I'm a sucker for any candy that'll cause you pain, right? So warheads, um, oh warheads were the best. Hot tamales, like anything you can get like that that are super like you just got to have a tolerance for it. Yeah, and those things by the time you got to the fourth or fifth one on the sleeve, you were like, well, I'm not going to be able to taste anything for a few days now. <laughs> it <laughs> legit. Yeah, that beat up that beat up on the on the old taste buds. That's oh, a good... it was terrible. It's probably why it's discontinued because it was just as bad for your body as the old Four Loco was. But oh, it, it, it brother, just... I know all about them Four Locos, <laughs> the OG ones. Oh man, I drink those... I drink one of those before I wrestled. Or no, was it one or two? Oh, it was God. no, it was just one. It was just one original original recipe. We'll call it. Uh, <laughs> And I ate a, a, a Little Caesars hot and ready, and I drank a four loco, and I went out and wrestled for two CW. Holy okay. shit! Right. Who did you wrestle? The Sandman? No, she's <laughs> uh, Cage. This dude Cage okay. uh, was a great. Oh dude. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and, I know uh, who you're talking about. And then another guy from uh, from Detroit. He was a good friend with <laughs> Rhino. Um, they were traveling buddies, and uh, yeah, it was wild. I mean, come on! It, it was a convenience oh. store in, in the in the damn Little Caesars right across the street from this American Bro, Legion in, of Binghamton. That's incredible. That's that's all Binghamton incredible. had. It's all Binghamton <laughs> had. Yeah, Binghamton doesn't have much. Shout out if you're listening from Binghamton, but yeah, like they Binghamton have the Rumble doesn't ponies have much now, out there. And Tim Tebow played for them for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and he uh, he wasn't great. I saw Tebow <laughs> in his minor league appearances, and they uh, yeah, not special. Ah, uh, poor poor kid. <laughs> he had one good season with the NFL, and then after that, wasn't wasn't it too was talked it. about. Yep, Tebow mania. Uh, I remember all about that. Yeah, but I miss my shock tarts more than anything, man. If there was one candy I could bring back, shock tarts would absolutely be it. That's a good one. You'd be surprised though. There's actually um, some of those candies aren't necessarily discontinued. They just disappear from like local spots. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I I keep my eye out every now and then. Okay. For because uh, there's this candy store in Cleveland. It's called the world's largest candy store. I love this place. And every time I stop by, I stop. I, every time I drive through Cleveland, I try to stop by. And they have candy that I haven't seen in stores in like probably five to 10 years there. <sighs> so it's just, I think it's in Cleveland Heights just before you hit to the city. So maybe, uh, maybe a worthwhile road trip. If there's one thing that will bring me back to Cleveland, it's that for sure. <laughs> it's fun, man. They do they do a very good job. They uh, 
a lot of cool, a lot of very cool and unique candy there. I don't know how they do it, but mm. they pull it off. Awesome. So, very good. Very good for a number. Uh, it was your number eight, correct? My number eight. Yes, number sir. Eight. All right. Now it gets difficult. Now it gets, it's actually, this is a very steep list for me. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go a handmade one. All right. So back when I was in third and fourth grade, my, what I wanted to be when I grew up was a video game designer. boy. So I had a three ring binder filled with paper. And what I would do in my spare time uh, was I would write ideas to make video games. I had, I, I drew pictures. I drew detailed like stories and playability features and, I had so many ideas and uh, uh, my parents, eventually, I, you know, I got older and, and it, it kind of just got lost in the shelf, but I had so many, I really did. It was like one of my first creative things that I got to do as far as put pen and paper mm-hmm. and it ended up in the garbage, uh, you know, classic parents uh, stuff. It were, actually, most of the stuff on this list is a lot of stuff that I don't have anymore because my parents mm-hmm. were were like, "No, we're just gonna toss it out." And uh, yeah, I just took a dump all over my creativity. And I have, I'm not, <laughs> obviously not. I'm 31 years old, and I'm not a video game developer, so um, I can blame them for that one too. But um, but I did. I, I really did like it because you know I was obsessed, and and at that time, I was only allowed an hour of video games a day. Mm-hmm. Now I'm lucky if I find an hour a week, <laughs> but you know what I mean? It, it's, it's that tough, but it's, it's always been something that's, that's been important to my upbringing. And this is kind of a way for me to illustrate new ideas and come up with stories and, and just, uh, just ideas. It was just, it was a really cool um, way to do it. I love like flipping through my papers and looking through what I came up with before. Mm-hmm. Um, I even had a new, I had a, a original like character and I had a whole storyline like uh, video game series planned out. It was, it was some really cool stuff. I wish I could have, uh, I wish I, I would have took better care, better care of uh, holding on to that, but um, yeah, but that thing's long gone. Um, and I'm not writing all that down again. <laughs> I don't remember most of it, but it'd be just really cool for me to, to, to have that, to see that and like, look back and be like, yeah, look at, you know, look what I, look what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> and, here I, and here I am now. It's funny with kids, too, because like that creativity isn't like we're the same people from kids to adults. So that creativity isn't any less than like we've had now. So like some of those concepts that you come up with as kids like are super real to you, like you create those real worlds in your head. I remember doing stuff like that Um, it back in uh this is like similar but different but back in like late middle school i know uh my friend used to keep like a journal of like the wrestling storylines they would write randy would do that like yeah. they keep like a journal they just pass back and forth all day of like thinking of like different stuff to do like that so that creativity is like it'd be so cool to see that now because you could look back and be like oh these are like legitimate ideas i think you'd be surprised with some of the stuff you came up with back then oh i'm sure like it's it's cool because with podcasting and stuff i get to kind of bring all that to life but um I, i i can relate with the wrestling one um so when i first when i got back in love with wrestling again in like seventh eighth grade i had a full 120 page notebook where i'd actually book shows and matches and i would just flip a coin i would keep track of records i flip a coin to see who won and whoever won won and it was it was uh, it was it was kind of it was neat it was 
it was a lot of fun to be able to do that. So that's super um, cool. I've always that's almost like D and D in a way the way yeah, you did it in a sense. In a sense, yeah. But I mean, there was a point in time where I'd rather, you know, have, have done that than I don't know, go out and get in trouble. Just mm-hmm. I don't know. This is a creative way to to kill time, I guess. So no, nah, that makes sense. Uh, that's a great number eight, dude. That's, Thank you. <laughs> that that really made me think about stuff I might have lost along the way too. Honestly. Um, I had so much shit like that. So much stuff. But that's the one that stands out the most. Yeah. That's the oh, one that stands sure. out the most. Uh, so my number seven, you actually touched on a little while ago. Man, I miss my Tamagotchi so much, dude. <laughs> those, uh, those things were great back in the day. So you, this little alien pet in this small little keychain, and the And like this came out at the perfect time, right? There wasn't anything like phone wise you could do with like virtual pets. Yeah. Like Nintendogs wasn't out yet. Like no, nobody was doing anything like that. Like there was no webkins, like nothing. So I, uh, the Tamagotchi for us growing up, that's your pet. That is like, if you don't check on this thing for a few days, it's going to leave you like it's yes. alien parents are coming back and they're like, you can't take care of this thing. So we're literally like they CPS you and like that. that <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have even said that, but um, no, but they it gave you the sense of responsibility where you were like, OK, I got to check out this thing all the time. I used to have one as a kid. And I left it out in the rain one time. And it was the most devastating thing. Oh no. Because then it was like it would just come on for a few seconds, then die. And then like and like I ended up like we ended up having to throw it out because of that fact. But the OG Tamagotchis were so cool. That was your alien friend at the time. And like you you would get so attached, you would name it, you're playing games with it like high and low all the time. It like it there's such a nostalgia factor looking back at that now that I just wish I could have it to like hang on my dresser or something like that is like a little token. Have it on a keychain walking yeah, actually, around. Actually, was it uh, my wife Amy? She found one a couple years ago. And uh, I don't know if it was an actual Tamagotchi or like a knockoff one, but she would play it. I think it was right around the time when COVID hit. I remember just it would hang up in the it hang up on the uh, it was the bathroom. I think it was the the the, the bathroom like window sill. Like, yeah, you know, we had like one of those crank windows, and we just hang there and uh, just go grab it, play it a little bit, and and go from there. And uh, yeah, yeah, that stuff was cool, man. That was so high tech back in the day. Mm-hmm. I had a I had a Pokemon watch. I almost put it on this list, but it was kind of similar, sort of similar to that. It was like I had a Squirtle one, and it would do like different animations and stuff throughout the day. It was really really cool. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. Oh, it was, it was that. Those were the days. Those are the days. You know, your first... they really were. And back then, we never could have thought about the technology that we have now, right? Like it, it, that was so advanced to us. We can have this little thing take care of it all day and i can just have it in my pocket you never would have thought of anything like that right so yeah um no that's it's a that's a solid one that is a solid one tamagotchi i feel like there were some other ones too but i remember being in like first grade and everybody had them and they're like like in class and everyone like no you gotta you can't can't bring those into class you can't do this and i was like yeah and every time someone pulled it out from another desk, you'd be like, oh, 
but I didn't want to be a tattletale. So, uh, <laughs> so that was one of those things, but yeah, this is a personal pet thing to take care of. They had a lot of stuff like that. And then eventually the stuff got bigger. I don't know if you remember, they had these like dog things, these robot dog things, dude. And you had to take why care are of- you reading my mind like this tonight? <laughs> Is that called, on your list? Is that on your list? It wasn't. It's not on my okay. list. So it's an, honor, it. It, it's an honorable mention of mine, okay. though, if we were going to mention anything like that. But like if they were called um, Poochies. Yes, that's what those were called. They were Poochies. I had one that I got on clearance from Ames back in the day when they were going out of business. Ames. Um, and then um, what was the other one? Meowchi. Was yeah, the meow cheese? Um, oh was, yeah, was the cat that they made? I had a bug one. My my Mima bought me and my cousin Nico these giant bug ones. They were cool. They'd actually fight. Like you could set them up to fight each other. Like they had like these like razor hand things, and they crawl, and you can actually fight with them. Uh, I had a blue so one. He had a red cool. one. I was like, oh, the two thousands were awesome. It was big. It was this thing was huge. It was it was bigger than this laptop. Probably the laptop about the same size as the laptop you have there. Wow. Um, and then, yeah, just kind of, you know, you get older and yeah, growing up sucks. Yeah. <laughs> growing really up sucks. Does. Really but does. excellent. Excellent. Number seven, my bud. Thank um, you. Man. All right. I'm going to go to, this is going to be my first kind of, I think this is the, the correct phrasing is broad, but all my wrestling toys. All right. I have a bag Let's full go. of wrestling toys at the studio from my middle school era years, I mean, my brother, this is how we would connect is by playing toys. Um, but I had a ton way back when I was in elementary school. I remember going to the Toys R Us at the Summit Park Mall and going, and there's a whole row, whole aisle, end to end, wrestling toys, WCW, ECW, WWF, and it was the greatest thing. And I had so many of those, and uh, oh, they were great. They were just if I missed one specific one, it was probably the Hollywood Hogan one. But they weren't like the posing was so limited. Uh, the posing was really, really limited as far as what you could do. But we used to do the craziest stuff, right? Like it was literally me, my brother, you know, um, well, actually at that, this pre Mark Angelo. So it was me. My dad would sit and play. Um, my cousin Nico, my uncle Rich, and we would just go gather, and that was like what we did. He, it was, and my dad actually built me a ring. He built us a ring to play to play with. He 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 did the wood. He formulated. I would carry this thing everywhere. It was legit, just cut up plywood, organ, you know, in the shape of a ring, nails in the top, and he he gave me a whole bag of rubber bands because they'd always break. They'd always break. And you just mm-hmm. put rubber bands around it. Cause I mean, you got to have a wrestling ring when you have wrestling toys and he didn't want to shell out the money to get one of those fancy electronic ones that did entrance music, but oh, I love this thing. I absolutely adore this thing. And I just take it with me everywhere. I had a huge collection of wrestling toys. Oh, huge. Yeah. Huge back in the day. I remember they, I mean, there used to be these rubber ones. Like I have a, I, I used to have an old, like pre nation of domination, Rocky Maivia. I had Farouk. <laughs> I had Lex Luger. I had Scott Hall. I had DDP. I had uh, Goldberg. I had all these all these wrestlers. It was, I mean, at that time too. That's the only way you're getting dream matches because they weren't inter- didn't interact with each other. So, you know, you get your toys and you do WWF versus WCW, and it was the greatest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, but it, yeah, that's a fun one. And, and 
you know, back when I didn't have a little brother to play with or, you know, my cousin wasn't available. You know, my that was something me and my dad bonded over and I always appreciated that. So that's awesome. That the fact that he took the time to build that ring for you makes it so special too that in that cool? sense. Like that's that's one of those things that is so unique. You can't get it back, but you're the only one who has that same memory of it. Right. And I, I think those things are the most like meaningful out of all of them. Honestly. Yeah. I'm it, obviously in retrospect, it's always cool to have the fancy ring that, you know, you could buy at Toys R Us for $40 or whatever it was at the time. But yeah, I remember and appreciate the home, the home built one um, for that. And I actually later down the line when my brother was a little bit older and he started getting invested in wrestling and wrestling toys, I ended up building him one when I was in like eighth or ninth grade, just to have and, and kind of sharing it. And it was, uh, it was cool. It was really yeah. cool to be able to kind of pass that down. So, yeah, man, that's awesome. That's a, that's a really great pick for that. I, I miss those wrestling toys. It's so cool looking through your collection here too. Cause you really <laughs> do have like almost every era of wrestling. It's beautiful. I, yeah. It's uh, I had qu- quite a bit. I was, I, I, every time I get like a little bit of money, I'd go, I go to target, buy a couple toys and, that's that's what I did. I was always excited to bring a new one home and just, you know, play with a little bro. No, it's um, the best. Yeah. So, yeah, wrestling wrestling toys my number 7. Excellent. So my number 6 um is so I've two in a music related category. This is the first one uh I used to get so much time out of um my disc man yes. uh for CDs. I used to I used to just Every I was obsessed with music, still am when I was a kid. And so anything I could possibly get, like I know that uh back in the day I used to listen to a lot of classical music, and I used to just take my disc man, just lay in bed, listen to Yo-Yo Ma, and like just fall asleep like listening to Yo-Yo Ma and just yeah. being so content because I just had that like it wasn't bothering anybody. I was just in my own little world creating like these uh you know in letting my imagination run wild listening to like this kind of music and then when i got older it became you know i'm on the bus listening to that was the best is, in the bus in the morning yeah. oh man they're out with those really awful headphones dude especially at a catholic school when you're not supposed to have it at all so right. you're listening to like stuff like i used to listen to i have distinct memories of listening to like thematic yeah, when oh, I yeah. was in sixth grade, which was the the volume six or whatever, the one with uh, they did they had Undertaker's Jim Johnson theme on it, like the yes. the whole five one, and uh, John Cena had like an exclusive song that he did on that one. I uh, that. called I think called Untouchable. Yeah, yeah, that that was a really good that Ed song was actually really good. Um, JBL's theme was on there back in the day, so like stuff like that, and then. When I when I got to a certain age, it became like the gorillas I would listen to all the time. I'd listen to Eminem's greatest hits like going. And again, this is Catholic school. So I'm like, I'm listening <laughs> to Eminem talk about like, I am whatever you say. I am. And then like walking into school, like, good morning, sister. How are you? Today? I, like, <laughs> I, I used to get down like, like, oh, man, that, that was the thing is just getting CDs. But like, I mean, I, I listened to Nickelback. I listened to me too. Um you know, Polo Mutt. Basically, my entire music, you know, knowledge in middle school came from what was the WWF's pay-per-view theme song. And yeah. I would just buy that entire album, and I, 
expand from there and it just oh it was the it was it was cool it was it was great i do miss the cd players i always kept a couple i used to keep one case and just one cd and just keep it like especially on the bus and then i just like rotate them and even when like we got to some technologies which i'll probably i may or may not to get to later on this list um but like once you get to certain a certain age even having those CDs was great because you can't fit everything onto the early technologies. So you have to have some overflow. So like I got so many years of use out of that. I think I probably used it from the time I was probably nine to a good, maybe 14 or 15. I stopped using it. So like a good, like six or seven years out of that. It was great. It was yeah. the best. I had I had multiple because I'm a putz and I break everything. But I, other my first one was in fifth grade, I think. Before that, we had the tape Walkmans, like the, uh, and my parents would just record songs off the radio or something, and they just, okay, here you go. You got seven seven tracks to listen to. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I remember. I'll never forget my first one, and I had like. I listen to all like Creed. I had NSYNC, Backstreet Boys. I had mm-hmm. whatever I could get my hands on. And then I, I had a, I made friends with a kid across the street. My parents didn't know about this because I wasn't allowed to listen to it at the time, but he had a CD burner. And oh man, if you Ooh. got to meet somebody with a CD burner, whew, oh, you get it. I, he gave me all the Eminem, like <laughs> all the Eminem albums at the time, 50 Cent, all those. And uh, I listened to the shit out of them. Oof, it was great. so good. It was, oh, it, was the, it was it was such a good era to live in. That was so fun. Just like having people these days won't get to, or kids these days at least won't get to experience the feeling of like finding a song you've been searching for for years because you didn't have like the internet or you didn't have like something <laughs> to play it off of. And then you get that song burnt on a disc for you. And all of a sudden you have it and you're like, oh my God, I finally have it. And then you're, it's just on rotation over and over and over again. Yeah. That was, that feeling of discovery doesn't happen anymore because you could just Google the lyrics in four minutes. Yeah. Like I mean, I, I subscribed, I'm on like iTunes or whatever and, or the Apple music. I can get whatever I want in the palm of my hand. And if I right. can't, I just go, yeah, I just go on YouTube and find it. So it's, it's, uh, yeah, what a different time to be alive. Um, very good. Very good. Love the CD yeah. player. I hated going through batteries. That was my least favorite thing about me it. Me too. That, that sucked a lot. I can't tell you how many times between that and my Game Boy, I went and stole the TV remote batteries. Um, all right. <laughs> my number six. Okay. So, this picture I have not seen in 25 years. I remember seeing this thing in my parents' attic, which was my room for a little bit, in a closet. And I have no idea where it went. All right. Oh, man. So I've, I think I've told you the story before. I tell this all the time about my great uncle. He was in Hollywood. He did a lot of fighting choreography and stuff. Yes. Um, he, when I was a baby, when I was born, he sent my parents a a picture of him with the Ninja Turtles, all autographed, all autographed. Oh, my parents like, yeah, he said it for you, you know, for when you get older and, um, and you know, I'm just like, okay, cool. Where is it? I don't know. I'm like, oh, (laughs) 
<laughs> oh god <laughs> like this is really cool i absolutely adore my great uncle and everything he's accomplished in hollywood and there's this picture somewhere potentially still in the in the attic of that's been waiting for me since i was born oh my god and you know it's cool because i mean i've seen the picture I, i've seen the picture firsthand before i could appreciate it but i've also seen the picture without any autographs without a physical copy I've seen it on his Facebook and Instagram page, and I'm just like, oh, man, we're y'all fucked up. <laughs> y'all fucked there's up. there's no way to be blunt about that. Yeah, y'all fucked up with that. I, one. I need That's... this. I need this. I, I want to. I mean, if I could find this thing, I would frame it, hang it up in the studio in a heartbeat like this. Oh, holy 31 crap. years old. This picture is from the OG Ninja Turtles movies. So oh, my God, that would probably be the one it like it's. It's like, I think I got it every time. I think I found it every time and it ends up not being it. So, yeah. Damn. That's my uh, that's my number six. It's an autographed original cast TMT picture from uh, from my Uncle Pat. But the, the real question is, did Vanilla Ice sign it too? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, he did not. Did you get the Super Shredder signature at the bottom is just, what I want to know. Just the Turtles and Uncle Pat, unfortunately. Damn. No, no Kevin Nash autograph. Ugh, none of that. Probably got injured on the way to signing it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, on to my number five. So <laughs> I uh, this one, I don't know if you'll have any idea or any um, familiarity with this. But I thought this was the coolest thing back in the day, and I still think it's kind of cool. So um, there used to be, I don't know if I want to classify this as a toy, because it was kind of a toy, but it was very educational, too. Okay. Um, It was called a star theater. Are you familiar with this at all? Star theater or feeder? Theater. 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 Yeah. Let me see. So back in the day, a star theater, the first version I had of this, at least, it was this globe and it had a light built inside of it. And all the constellations um, in the sky were on uh, this globe, like painted on the outside almost. And it sat within it sat within a skyline. Is this something you remember? I didn't have one, but I knew people who had one. I thought these were the coolest things. Dude, these things were fantastic. So they, um, so it sat for people who aren't familiar and you could turn this globe and it showed like the different seasons and where the stars were in the sky. Yeah. So this is what was the better part of this. It came with a tape that you went through and you Mm. could play the tape alongside of it and it would guide you through the different constellations And it would tell you, this is how I got into like Greek mythology for the first time. It would tell you all the like legends and the lore behind each of the constellations, like the story of Ursa Minor and Ursa Major with um, the mother and the son and um, the mother, the, the way they described it in the Native American lore was, I believe that someone casts a spell on the sun so that he appears to be a bear. And or the mother, it's the mother appears to be a bear and the son goes to kill him or to kill her. 
And to prevent both of them from being killed, they whisked them away to the sky and they became stars. It's, you know, their way of making sense of these early, early things before like science and stuff like that. But that's where I started to hear um, like, you know, the story of Perseus, which is where Clash of the Titans is based off of with uh, or yeah, Perseus, right? Yeah, Perseus. Yes. Um, where with Medusa and having to face um the Kraken and everything like that, that that I first got my first glimpse of through Star Theater. And I used to even with Alpha Globe, I used to listen to that tape so much. And it just to this day, I recognize certain things in the sky based on what I learned back then, because I'm like, oh, yeah, this used to be I remember this like this is always here. And then that's always below it right there. And then, like, on a clear night, it's so fun to be able to still translate that to this day. And I would love one more day with it where I could just, like, sit and listen to everything again and really, like, just identify, like, because seeing the night sky in your room like that, like, and being able to do that was fantastic. I I was lucky enough to have a built-in sky anyway because my dad's a fantastic artist. But... <laughs> yes, he is. Dude, it it my my old room at home used to look like Andy's room from Toy Story, like really? with the clouds. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. I uh, my cousins had it. And uh they showed me at one time. I'm like, what is this thing? They showed me one time, I'm like, that's the coolest thing. Yeah. And uh, you know, it was never one of those things that, you know, they just they were loaded. Their their failure was loaded. So if they wanted something, they got it at the, you know, drop of a hat. And yeah, man, I've seen so many of those over the years. That thing's cool. That's a throwback. That is. A- it was. It was so much fun because it, I, I like. I always loved those gifts that were also educational because I did want to learn something too. Yeah. I always was the type of kid where I was like, I want to learn while I'm like spending my time doing this i want to be able to like get something beneficial to it so my uncle shout out to my uncle he would always send me like classical music cds he would he sent me that star theater for the first time even when i was getting into hip-hop he used to send me like eminem and kanye records and like then like uh i i remember he sent me the one time he got me this book that was like all this science stuff like this weird science and it had um, science fair projects in it. And the only time I ever um, had a science fair at school, I used one of those projects and got an honorable mention. So I was oh, like, okay, oh, okay, like this is like this is cool. It was like the effects that acid rain had on the environment. And mm. like you use different like soda bottles and stuff to like figure that out. But it was it, it was awesome. So those always meant more to me because, you know, my uncle sent them to me one and he was he's just the coolest to this day still <laughs> my uncle george shout out my uncle george and uh two i i i just always felt like i got something out of it every time that i yeah. can still hold on to that's cool yeah i used to get a lot of those books and i have uh, books like that just i have no idea where they are i definitely appreciate them a lot more now than i did back then but mm-hmm. man that's neat yeah man that's cool great choice for number five great choice thank you man Oh, it just keeps getting tougher on my end, though. (laughs) All right. I'm going to go. My number five is a fun. We talked about board like games and stuff, board games that uh, just get like, you know, they get the little upgrade here, a different theme here. And the 
fifth grade, I had a electronic battleship game, but it wasn't just any electronic battleship. It was Star Wars electronic battleship. Oh my God. Uh, Awesome. So cool. It was, it was heavy duty. It talked, it made blast like spaceship blaster noises. Um, You'd put in codes, like you'd put in a code, like, okay, what formation are you picking? What design are you picking? You put in the code. And it would know when your ship is like blown up and it would have a big blow up effect. Like it would make the noise. Ooh. And it was, oh, it was so cool. And this thing probably goes for at least 125, 150 on the yeah. internet. And uh, yeah, I think because back then, um, back then, uh, batteries kind of like blowing up and things, if you didn't play it for a while, it was a very common thing. And, uh, it happened to me a lot, and that was unfortunately one of the victims of it. But this thing was so cool. I, I, I brought it into school one day in fifth grade. We had like a, a board game day um, towards the end of the end of fifth grade, and and I brought it. And was playing with everybody with it. It was just, it was just so neat. It was just so cool how they, uh, um, I just packed a Star Wars dogfight into, <laughs> into a battleship game. It was the coolest thing. So that would be oh, my man. that would be my number five. Man, that's always the best to like to have that moment where you bring something in and everybody likes it as much as you do. Oh, I used to love uh, show and tell. That was I was show off and tell when I came into town. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> it's the best. I feel like that's how Steve used to get with his video games, like all the time. Everybody's bringing in like Candyland and Twister. I'm like, get the, get out of here. I got electronic Star Wars battleship. Move over. <laughs> <laughs> F your Oregon Trail, man. I got this. Oh, it's a great one. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> oh, my God. So, <laughs> so my number four, I feel like you are one of the few people on the planet who could possibly remember this as well as I do because mm-hmm. of how well you kind of know me and we know each other. So back in the day, I don't know if you remember this at all, Marvel kind of came up with an answer to Transformers in a way. I do. With a brand of action figures called Shapeshifters. I do remember these. So I thought these things were the coolest thing on the freaking planet because you have these superheroes. I remember the first one I got was like a Spider-Man one and you flipped him certain ways and he became like almost like this man bat looking creature. Yeah. And I was like, this is so cool. (laughs) Like as a kid, those things you could do like fun stuff with were the best. Like I loved Transformers back in the day, but this, this was way more up my alley because it was superhero related. Right. And so you have like, stuff like him turning into a bat you had um rhino turning into an actual rhinoceros they did the same thing with the lizard i just looked up like on ebay some of these just to like see if they're still around there was a carnage one that was floating out there um they they used to have a ton of these things and i don't know if they were just spider-man related or not because it sounds like a lot of them were right but they like I speaking of show and tells, I remember taking the Spider-Man one in for I think it was S Day in kindergarten. Okay. I took that in and like and was so excited to show everybody that it like did that. 
And like, I think I was the only one that thought it was cool. Like still. It's usually how it goes. Like, yeah. Like <laughs> even in kindergarten, they're like nerd. And like, yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm just going to grow into. I embraced it and this is who I am and like beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> um, But those things were so, they were so, so cool. They were just any action figure that's unique like that and out of the box. I always wanted to collect particularly more. And from my childhood, that checked every box. Maybe because I had every Batman action figure under the sun, but those ones were more special to me because they were just not your typical ones that everyone had. Right. No, that's uh, that's cool. I do remember those a little bit. Um, I uh, having, I think I might have had one. My cousin Nico had all the cool toys, though. He got all the cool toys, and I think he had more, way more of those than I did. Yeah, so, great. Yeah, that is a unique one. They'd always Maybe, find ways yeah. to come up with some weird, like just some out of the box, crazy suit way to have superhero toys cross over with something else. And yeah, so that's a, bizarre. That's a throwback. Great choice. Thanks, man. All right. My number four. I I got, I again, another Christmas memory. I got this thing. Growing up, big time video game dude, uh, Crash Bandicoot was the be all end all. I didn't grow up with a Nintendo. I didn't have Super Mario. I didn't grow up with... I had a Sega, but Sonic was kind of old news at that point. Um, But Crash Bandicoot was the be-all, end-all. And Christmas, when I was in the third grade, was like the best Christmas ever as far as (laughs) gift-getting. Not only did that year I get... Well, we had two weeks, two straight weeks off of vacation uh, for, for Christmas vacation. I remember getting... Crash Bandicoot Warped came out. I got a bunch of wrestling toys. I remember getting a bunch of NWO wrestling toys around that time. Mm. Um, and then this specific plush toy that I don't know what the heck happened to it, but it was a Crash Bandicoot plush toy. Oh. I adored the crap out of um, this thing was sweet. This thing was, yeah, you just, you kind of, he had the, I just kind of carried them everywhere with me. I was like one of those nerds, but it was, it was like, I was like, you can't just go to the store and find this. Like they had, especially go and find it. This is before computers were really popular in my place. So they, they found it somewhere and they knew exactly. I mean, Santa Claus knew exactly what I wanted. Um, Yeah. Santa Claus, Santa Claus knew exactly what you wanted. And uh, yeah, I mean, this is crash was at his peak popularity. Like I said, the third game warped was, was cool. It had motorcycle crash. It had scuba diving crash. And then I get this plush toy to kind of go with it. And um, I think I've Googled it recently. I've tried to look for it. I think it's close to like 50 bucks, which, you know, it's again, something I don't need, but you know, if I had the original still, that would be, that would be something. That would be yeah. something, but um, yeah, that's uh, that's like a sentimental attachment. That yeah, my parents couldn't wait for. They do the trap. They do the trap. My dad would take us out, and then my mom would take all the toys out. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best. This is bad. Like I, if they only if they only know, if they only knew how much I I wish I still had those. But uh, that's my, my that's my number four. Crash was the best, man. I uh, I remember so getting cool. I remember getting the first game at a steal for five dollars from Blockbuster when mm-hmm. I was like ten. 
for sale because, you know, PS one's going out of style. Nobody cares about the PS one anymore. It's all about the PS two. So like every PS one game has always been bad. So $5 they were going to find before. this picture. I 1997 is when I got that game mm. and I will never forget. It. I legit straight up bought a PS four to get this, to get the remake of it. I'm sending it to you right now. This thing was like, when I got it, it was the one thing I asked for for Christmas that year. And uh, I, I was happier than a pig of shit when I when I opened up and seen that thing. Let me see. Oh, it's it's classic. Oh, my God. <laughs> that makes me so happy. It's a classic. And like everybody was talking about it. And, you know, I was man, my, the only PS1 game I really had at that time was Casper and Space Jam. And those weren't like to <laughs> die for. So when you get Crash Bandicoot, it's a game changer. So Rugrats Search for Reptar was my first PS1 game that That's I ever had. Fun. And I got it for Christmas one in kindergarten. And that that was the goat uh, Rugrats game. It was it's, it's the best one they've ever made. It was so good. <laughs> uh, maybe that's something we do at some point. Do a PS1 video game list. Oh, like my God. Something do like, like console specific ones. And uh, mm-hmm. I think that'd be pretty sweet. So but uh, yeah. There it is. Crash Bandicoot plush, my number four. I love it. All right. So now we're on to our top three. Okay. So I had mentioned that I had another music related one on here. Um, so I loved my disc man and using it with the in conjunction with this other thing um, was a game changer when they first uh, came out. I'm, of course, talking about my iPod Nano back in the day. <laughs> man, I yes. so my when I got my Nano, that was one of the best days of my life. I'll never forget that because I used to take my birthday money that like I would get every year and I would just save it. And I'd be like, I'm just going to use it all to buy one nice thing for myself. Yeah. So I used to like just save it up and then take some money that like I'd earned doing some other stuff. And um, iPods were starting to become the thing. And I was like, this is, this is like a new thing that people are getting for kind of a cheap price too. Like they're really not that bad. They were like, I think $150 at yeah, the time. iPod Nanos were, uh, they were, uh, they were something, man. Mm-hmm. Real tiny, real, you know, you can fit a lot on there, a decent amount of music and stuff on there. Was it, that come out after the touch? It came out before the touch. Touch the came out afterwards. One. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I used to have um, the second version of the Nano I had was the one with the screen that was a little bit bigger and you could turn it sideways. And that was the big thing with it. You could turn it sideways and scroll through your like albums like that. It's isn't it weird how far we've come with certain I things? love old tech like that. Like if I, I see one at a, gar- at a yard sale, I would buy one just to just to try it. I found when we were moving couches into this apart- into my apartment, we found an old iPod touch and just looking through it like the screen like everything just seems so dated like the the screen and the in the apps i just the, the way it's like the you it's presented but i i love old tech like that that's that's me cool. too it was it was the best too because then you got access to like newer music like the itunes store was like a game changer one thing and you know limewire was also a game changer when it came to certain things but you know yeah. we yeah, i never used that aids. i never used that <laughs> what who used who used limewire you thieves 
Um, I know. But, I destroyed so many computers with that. Right. My dad was at the Lewiston computer place getting it repaired at least four four times in a in a seventh month period. He was I did I destroyed my mom's work computer and I'd like I will never forgive myself for doing that. It was so bad. <laughs> Oof. Man, um, but yeah, man, my iPod Nano got me through so many good times and uh, sitting in this building, too. It's funny because I remember like it gives me even more of a distinct feeling of remembering what that was like, because I would like walk home from school every once in a while and stuff, too. So like just listening to those things on that small walk that seemed like forever at that time, it was it was great. It was all amazing. I uh <laughs> I'll never forget when I first made the jump. It wasn't an iPod, but it was an MP3. But going from CD to MP3 player, uh, dude, I used to wrestling practice. You know, at the end of the at the end of it, and um, you know, and in practice, we'd have to do conditioning, whether it be shotguns up the stairs, whether it be running around the indoor track, whatever it was. And I remember when I had the CD player, I would legit hold it up like this and run as fast as I could because it wouldn't fit in my pants pockets. It wouldn't fit in my shorts pockets. So you'd have to either like try to shove it in your underwear band or hold it up. And then when I got the MP3 player, that thing fit in everything. And it was it was great. It was great. Oh, it's the best. Now you don't even have to have your phone on you anymore if you're doing stuff like that. You could just have yeah. your AirPods and just like keep it at the bottom. Yeah, of the Bluetooth and, and all that stuff. It's crazy. It's I, I listen. I mean, I don't know how we, I would get through my work day if I didn't have like all this. Dude, but, me neither. So great choice. Great choice. Uh, my number three. Maybe you remember these. I actually have a couple of these floating around the studio. Um. Tiger Electronics used to have these handheld games way back in the day with the shittiest of shit graphics. They were so bad, um, <laughs> bare minimum. But this it was just the fact that you can take a very, very dumbed down version of your favorite video games and play them portably was the coolest thing. Um, I had so many growing up. And, you know, I'd be like, oh, I want to, you know, because, again, I had limited video game time my parents like i said only an hour and i'd be like oh i want to play video games like nope you can play your hand games this is what they used to call it your hand games and i used to have an x-men one that was really cool it had all the sound effects it had wolverine cyclops i had a mortal Kombat one that did this barcodes feature where you had you had cards and you'd scan it for points and power-ups um i had a toy story one from the first toy story movie you have to move around and try to avoid things and like it was so, it was so diverse. It was so really, I mean, there was literally a Tiger Electronic for everything. Me and my, our buddy, Andrew, um, who does Let's Talk But No Politics. Okay. We did a whole episode looking through the list of them. They've had football ones. They had Sonic the Hedgehog. My sister had Disney princess ones. Like literally you can, anybody could have like, there's something for everybody there. And I, I always thought that was the coolest thing. So Tiger Electronic oh, handheld games were, were great. You know, um, I again, I have some of them. I, I have a couple. They uh, they they re-released them several years ago. They're not every one of them, obviously, because of licensing stuff. But mm-hmm. but yeah, they're uh, they're pretty neat. So <sighs> those those ones were so cool. I miss those little handheld electronic games all the time. Oh, like great. even when you got them from like McDonald's or something like that, they were the best thing to get because you still had to beat them. 
they just gave you a video game that you're going through. You're, you're like, okay, like, well, now I'm obligated to do this. So, yeah, and you made the most out of it. Right. And it was, I mean, it was pretty mindless, too. And, and that's from a day and age when, like, man, like, points, like, high score and stuff. Like, that that stuff mattered. It was cool to, to compete against your high score. I miss high score video games. Mm-hmm. And that was one way to look at it with, with having those. Um, yeah, so cool. So cool. Man, this is giving me such nostalgia. It's amazing, isn't it? I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, dude. Okay, so my number two. I was originally going to go broader with this, but I do want to go more specific with one thing I specifically miss off this console. So I had mentioned I got my PlayStation One in kindergarten, uh, Christmas of my kindergarten year. That was originally the PS one encompassing was going to be my technology that I missed, but I've also been able to like carry forward a lot of the stuff I missed from the PS one. There's one thing I've still not been able to fully carry forward. And that was a game called, uh, Tomba Two: the evil swine return. Ah, I remember that. I didn't have so, it, but I remember it. So I think I might have mentioned this on a very early episode of my podcast when you were helping me produce. Okay. Um, But this was made by a company called Whoopi Camp, who I believe Whoopi Camp also worked on a game, if I'm not mistaken, in the, uh, back in the day called Um Jamma Lammy, which I believe spawned Parappa the Rapper. Oh, out of man. That, if you remember that. Parappa the Rapper. Oh, um. So they made two Tomba games. They made Tomba 1 and then Tomba 2, The Evil Swine Return. Two vastly different looking games when you go back and look at them back to back. Like, they're very fun. Um, The first one is definitely way more side-scrolly than the second one is. But I used to have a demo disc that um, featured a bunch of different PS1 games. And that was the last game featured on the list. And I used to play through it. It had like a 15-minute time limit that you could play through it. And it was so damn fun. I used to just eat up every single minute of those 15 minutes using it. Then I would rent it from Blockbuster over and over again. I would like try and beat it. Never got to fully beat it. And then they remade it for, they used to do the PS1 classics on the PS3. And they put it on the PS3 when they did the classics and it was in Japanese, and I was like, oh, damn it. So I bought it. It was in Japanese. Then they put the English version on, and oh. I bought the English version. Oh, good. And then my PS3 got stolen from my fucking car one night. Oh, not good. So, and I've never been able to reaccess that profile and those downloads off of that. Like, I can't get back to them anymore. Well... I think you could still buy off the PlayStation Store from there. I think I, th- I might be able to. Which I have three PS3s at the studio, so maybe we can make something work. Maybe we can make something work. But that's Matt. That's the one that got away. That's the yeah. one that it's like I should have beaten this game so many times when I had the chance to. But there's also it's it's more open world too. So it, it's it, there are a lot of tasks to get done within that. Like there, there's a lot to get done in Tomba too. Um, if I had the chance, absolutely, absolutely. I would replay that. Um, but 
We'll see. Until then, the physical hard copy is like the one that got away. And if you look it up, it's like $150 going right now. It's bad. It's a really, really yeah. It's a classic. Movie. It's a classic. Cause Whoopi, well, because Whoopi Camp went out of business too, so they stopped producing after a certain amount of games. Like they just didn't produce it anymore. Right. So it's it was it was terrible timing circumstantially, and like it's one of the reasons. Like I I'm so happy that we have remakes of games like Spyro and Crash and like stuff that back in the day I wanted to be remade. And they finally did it and did a good job. It makes me miss these games a lot more where I'm like, I can't get these back now. I just, I can't. It's, that's tough. I, I had a game like that that was stolen from me. Um, but I, I have the game since is it was kingdom hearts. I let a friend borrow it and, uh, he stole it and never gave it back. And, He's like, oh, here's some here's some stuff in exchange. I'm like, you're a piece of shit. I was so mad. All right, let's roll up to his house. Where? Yeah, you I don't know. I don't even think he lives in the state anymore. But I just, I just, this happened to me in sixth grade. He found me on Facebook. I added him out of pity. And then I was cleaning house back in May. And I was like, you know what? I remember that time. You stole Kingdom Hearts from me, you fuck. And I deleted him. Yeah. Good for you. Thank you. Excuse the language. <laughs> um. <laughs> I I'm I'm petty. Petty way. We're, pa- we're passionate about our video games. We are. We are. Um all right. My number two are all of my old Pokemon cards. My number yes. two is all my old Pokemon cards. I don't know if it's just because I missed the way that they looked, the way that it felt opening them. You know, it was like that was crazy. It was like it was like those commercials when publishers, uh, the publisher's clearinghouse walks up and you got a big paycheck and you randomly won $40,000. If you were gifted a pack of Pokemon cards, it was the coolest thing. And everybody stopped what they were doing. Kids, not the adults. They, they called it Pokemon and didn't care. But all the kids, they they stopped what they were doing. Like, oh, what'd you get? Mm-hmm. And I was so jealous. One of my friends, Danny Moss, we went to his birthday party in, I think it was like Grand Island Adventure this like adventure landing or I don't know what the hell it was. Um, and he got legit 25 packs of Pokemon cards and had a Holy stack shit. that big by the time he was done opening them up and counting a booster sets. So I was like, man, I really hope I get that for my birthday when the time came. And no, <laughs> never. <laughs> nobody bought me Pokemon cards. I had to go. I had to earn them myself. But, I mean, they were cool, man. It was it was neat. The art style was just better back then on the cards. I mean, you got a holograph. It was the coolest thing. I mean, you know, I can't say that I would, like, instantly sell them if I still had them now. You know what I mean? Because they are worth a, a lot. I think it's, like, I think it's, like, a thousand bucks for a pack, like an 11-card yeah. pack on, on eBay or whatever. That's how high they go. So... But yeah, Pokemon cards. I just remember the like the craze was nothing like I've ever seen before. Insane. Nothing it I've ever insane. seen since. It just took over everything. Toys, the cart, the TV, movies, just every facet of life had Pokemon with it. And uh, I was obsessed. I was hooked. To this day, people are hooked on it. They're one of the top selling items at like the school I work at, like for the kids, like they want Pokemon cards so bad. They know what's good, what's bad. Like they're still keeping up with everything. I think it's amazing. Um, It is still, it's lasted this long in popularity. Oh oh my God. It's, it's unbelievable. Like who could have expected that? So 
Do you remember what was in your first pack of Pokemon cards that you ever opened? I actually do. Um, it was the it was a fossil set. Mm-hmm. It was a fossil set. It had um, I know there was a Kabuto, a Kabutops, um, Ammonite, Amistar. So I, I got some. Uh, no, there was no Amistar. I got that. I got a couple of the fossil cards. Oh, those were awesome. Those are cool. Um, and some energies. I remember I was begging my parents for it, and my sister, my sister was going to a dance studio at the time, and one of the kids I socialized with because I did not care about dancing um, <laughs> was like big into Pokemon. So my parents were like, all right, fine, we'll go. And she went in, grabbed me a pack of Pokemon cards from Target, and uh, and then yeah, that's how it happened. So yeah, it's oh, the best. And then I had to earn it. I had to do like good at football practice and earn another, you know, earn cards. And I'm like, oh. yeah, that's how it was with school for me and everything yeah. like that. Yeah. So stupid incentives. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. But, um, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of going. I think my brother might have some of them. He kept a lot of that stuff and isn't willing to give it up. So I get it. I understand it. I understand it, though. He's a pack rat. Dude, wrestle it away from him. What are you doing? That's your, you are entitled to those goods. I think I gifted it to him when I, because I don't know what it was. I think like right after, like, it was so weird. Like 9-11 hit and all of a sudden I hated Pokemon. I don't know. I like as weird as it sounds, I don't get the correlation, but I was just like, you know what? I'm through with it. And then I eventually loved it again as I got older. So, yeah. <laughs> screw the fuck you pikachu life isn't happy anymore <laughs> it was so weird it was so weird how it just like a switch unbelievable that's so odd oh, well you found your way back so everything works full circle i did i almost put pokemon toys but i got a ton of them sitting in the studio all the you ones, do some of the ones that i collected so yeah oh man yeah this is i'm <laughs> going home and like watching some childhood shows now or something <laughs> like that oh man uh oh man we're up to our number one so my final my number one on stuff i wish i could have back from my childhood so i love every action figure i've ever owned but it was second to the first collection of things i ever had when i was growing up okay. and it's not pokemon cards it's not uh anything that you would think like that. It's not comic books. Um, My thing I really wish I could get back, and I think I may still have some of these around, are my Thomas the Tank Engine trains. Oh, man, I had a collection of those when I was young. Matt, I had so many of these things. I had every single, like, if a new character came out, I would get the new character. Like, I had so many tracks... I would spend hours in my room, like setting up like huge tracks and huge landscapes for them to go around and just like have fun, just moving them around and moving them to different positions for hours. They were the best. And the way they were made back in the day with like the wood and like they were actually painted and like there were, you know, there were some that if I had any now, there were probably some that would have like teeth marks in it because like <laughs> I was so young that I would yeah. like, put them in my mouth and stuff. But that's the authenticity. You don't get that now. You get like the the like plastic made. You don't get that thought that was put into how those looked and how they were designed. Exactly. And I just think those were so unique for our childhood. Like nothing like that 
will come out again with how they were structured and how they were made, how they were priced. Um, and they were, when I think back to my childhood, that was my first like obsession that I was first like, yeah, these are, these are what I want to play with, what I want to collect when I want to have all the time. And it was the best feeling every time I got a new thing to add to the set. Um, so yeah, man. And I know, I know my mom just smiled somewhere listening to this. <laughs> right now and it, she might have gotten teary thinking about it but i miss my thomas the tank engine uh action figures that uh that one hit me right in the nostalgia too bud when i was yeah. younger thomas the tank engine was everything to me i had the bed set i i had uh, you know the nice comforter it had was it sir was it top hat or something sir like top them hat sir top them hat and they had all the trains and me and my cousin nico that was a, a show that we just adored watching i Ah, you That's like unlocked so a memory like that. I don't know if I like, I remember being like three, four years old. And these are some of my earliest memories, but like sitting with my cousin Nico watching this from a our, our mobile home, like just mm-hmm. watching it on TV and uh, just being just obsessed with it. And uh, yeah, I mean, they were, I mean, it was cool when you were a little kid and you see these trains, they, they have the moving wheels and, and stuff. There were some high in, in the show was just, mind-blowing when you look at the like what went into the production of it oh yeah it was unbelievable that was some great stuff i had the books you know a a little yeah just books you yeah yeah me too Agree. I'm a little ashamed that I forgot that. I'm a little ashamed that I forgot that. But yeah, you you know you can't help it sometimes those things from your childhood just slip through the cracks like even when I when I was looking for my number one and I was thinking about it, I it, they happened to just come across my brain and I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> no, those are those are 100 percent it. Like, yeah. that's that's it. Um, Yeah, it was it was weird to unlock that, too, for me, honestly. It. uh, Yeah, I still get excited too, looking back and uh, there's so many different trains and. Then they try to like I don't know if they try, it was intentional to follow up with it. But they did like JJ the jet plane like years later. Just it just didn't hit. It yeah, it was like the Thomas same. the tank engine. Oh, they were weird. <laughs> they looked they looked really odd. They did. My brothers used to watch those all the time. Shout out Ben, I know you're listening, but I used to have to suffer through JJ the jet plane because his ass liked it. Yeah, my brother did too. He liked Bob the Builder and all that. All those so dragon tales, dragon tales. Dora. They were Dora. obsessed with Dora. Yeah. Good times. Good times. <laughs> All right. It is time. Great number one, buddy. Great number Thanks, one. Thanks, dude. My number one is uh is gonna be a collection of a bunch of stuff too. It's my superhero toy collection. It uh I amassed that thing from the time I was four or five years old till you know, it's probably fourth, fifth grade. I was just yeah. getting them. You just go and just buy, and I had everything. I legit like when I say I had everything, I had something of everything. I had a Fantastic Four. I had all the X Men that I ever wanted. I had Spider Man and a ton of villains. Like, it's hard for me to pick like one specific one. I remember back in the day they used to have these uh, Toy Biz was a big company. They used to produce these ten inch deluxe action figures oh um, yeah i rebought them and then i auctioned them off so we can actually afford to get the new studio <laughs> um i had a couple of them i had a cyclops a gambit a magneto an apocalypse uh venom and carnage 
but they had 10, 10 inch deluxe action figures. Um, and they were the, the coolest things, but I, we liked them from all sizes. And this is again, you know, I know I talked about the wrestling toys and stuff, but mm-hmm. man, superhero toys, all the different Batmans, even all the TMNT toy variations. That was like, that was it. Like once a week, Again, my dad, my Uncle Rich, my cousin Nico, we get together and it was Toy War Saturdays. We get together, mm-hmm. we eat pizza, and uh, we go down to the basement and we set up a, a big, everybody had like teams and factions. Like there's a bunch of different teams and we each got to control one. Sometimes we do like a toy, like a team draft and we just go out and just fight and, and with the toys. And it was the, it was the coolest thing. And uh, I had a lot of really cool ones too. I had, Remember, I had like a translucent, like Iceman toy. I had uh, oh, all the symbiotes from from like Venom and Carnage and Scream and all those. Man, a lot of good memories. I get like I walk by. There's a couple resale stores in the in the Eastern Hills Mall that have some of those toys. And there's a part of me that is like, uh, really want to reach in there and just yeah, just to just get one or two. But uh, they're so there's there's. They're so expensive. I yeah, I understand why my parents did it back in the day, but uh, hindsight being twenty twenty, it's uh, you know, it's like ah, oh, you guys cut me deep. <laughs> yeah, you guys cut me deep on that one too. Ugh. I mean, just just one day they're there, and the next they're not. And, yeah, oh, uh, it's 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 just bad. It's uh, I feel like I feel like it would have made it higher on my list had I not cornered the market with. Uh, <laughs> had I not cornered the market with like my Batman toys and stuff like that, it sounds like you had a way bigger collection and kind of a variety. I had a, yeah, I had a ton of Batman toys. They were coming out with Batman theme, like like holiday theme stuff. Like I, I remember like the Batman ones. I had a Halloween one. And it was orange and black, um, orange and black suit. I, I remember I had, that one too. Yeah, which is yeah. really cool. I had one that was like a it was like a dark green, like a seaweed green. Uh, and, and black was I don't know what for. I had a scuba Spider Man one that was like transparent in some spots. Ooh. It was I mean they were legit toys you could they were meant to be played with underwater. And uh yeah. Yeah, either either doing toy wars in the basement or you bring them well, we had a pool in the backyard and just bringing them out there. So I'd bring them out in the pool and doing like battleship fights and stuff. It was mm. those were the days. But uh, you have, you have two over there actually that I have to stop myself from like just stealing off the shelf every time which, I come in here. Which one's that? The Bane and the Ra's al Ghul that you have in here because oh, those yeah. were two that I absolutely had uh in my childhood. Will yeah Will my buddy Will or you know Mastiff uh yeah man he uh he yeah he dropped those off so uh, had those for a long time, but he's the man. He is, but excellent, buddy. A lot of nostalgia in this one. This is a lot of fun to do. Um, thank you, thank you for uh, well, one holding it down over Zoom with me. I appreciate it very much, and yeah, two, just throwing this together. I think we, we yesterday, last night, today. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of uh, a last minute one, but this was one of our funner ones to do. Honestly, it was good going through all of this. I love unlocking old memories and stuff. So this was clutch. This was yeah, definitely man. clutch. So it was I great. You. And I appreciate you as always. Thank you as always, Matt. You're the man. Of course. You're the man. <laughs> You're the man at each other. The whole whole show. Yeah, you're going to make I me would. tear up. <laughs> I love you, buddy. I love you, too. Uh, but that is it, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. Uh, you know, keep on supporting. Find us on Facebook. I'm going to get a little bit more active on Facebook. 
Um, as far as the Facebook page goes, again, I've, uh, yeah, I've been doing some reading and unlocking of uh, some 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 traits that I got to work through, and I think this is a uh, this is a good example and good time to get back active on the Eat Sleep List Facebook page. So make sure you go find us, check it out, like, subscribe, rate, uh, go support all our shows here on the network at BICBP Radio, BICBP Radio dot com. Yes, sir. And on behalf of Dan and I, do you even list? <laughs>